It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Recapping the SEC challenge, which means the crumbling loss to Florida and some former Cowboys that are raising their NFL draft stocks already, all on today's episode of Locked On Pokes. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked On Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, contributor to Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or find the show at the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. Folks, we got to talk about it, and it's not fun, and nobody wants to do it, especially not me. It really put a damper on my Saturday, and I was having a pretty good one, but the Oklahoma State Cowboys lost a 16-point lead to Florida, losing the game 81-72, to and there's no way around it. We squandered a 16-point lead. We squandered a chance at some confidence heading into more conference play in the Big 12. That hurts. That hurts every time it happens. It's not fun. You know, the first half, and I and I got cocky too, and I think the Oklahoma State Cowboys did, and more so they got selfish, and we'll get into that, but I was so cocky in the first half. We were playing so well. Like, we're handing it to Florida. I'm texting my buddies. I'm getting hyped, texting my mom about it. She's big basketball gal, and uh, and then the second half started happening, and it, it just kind of all started unraveling, and like I said, I think the Cowboys got really selfish in the second half, Everyone noticed that, including Mike Boynton and Isaac Likely, both mentioned the selfishness that the Oklahoma State Cowboys were giving off in the second half. And the stat sheet shows it, too. In the first half, there were four assists. Second half, one assist, 12 turnovers in the second half compared to the nine in the first half. I mentioned turnovers last week. The Cowboys have to clean it up. And I know that turnovers are going to happen, especially when you play that up-tempo play like we like to do those fast breaks, but I feel like some of these turnovers are, are getting a little out of hand. You're rushing or not looking for your open players. It's it's just getting really repetitive watching the Cowboys hand the ball over, over and over and over again every week. Had five more turnovers than Florida. That's, that's going to happen. You're going to lose games when you lose turnover margins. We learned that playing against Baylor. And the majority of those turnovers happened when we were losing or had already lost the lead. So it, like I said, it just unraveled so fast in that second half. Oklahoma State also got called for significantly more fouls than Florida. We had 28 to the Gators, 17. Now, is that a product of Florida drawing flat fouls in the second half to, to close in the lead? Is it terrible Big 12 refereeing or sloppy Oklahoma State play where we tired? I think it's a little bit of all of it. Anytime there's a significant difference in fouls, you tend to want to look towards the refs. But the Cowboys were not playing 
clean at all. They committed 19 of those 28 fouls in the second half. We gift-wrapped them points. We put points on a platter and handed them to the Florida Gators, and you cannot do that and win games. It doesn't matter if you're up by 16 or not, as we well learned this weekend. It didn't. And then Oklahoma State turned around and couldn't sink the couple of free throws that we were gifted due to fouls. We had five missed free throws. That's You're giving up points that are free to you. The free throws, the turnovers continue to be an issue for this Cowboy basketball team. They have to get those under control. They can seem like such minuscule parts when you're looking at the whole of a stat sheet of a game summary, but giving them the ball and then giving them the extra chance at free throws and not being able to sink our own free throws is going to kill us down the stretch. It's going to kill us every time. It's it's never going to go well when you're giving them the ball in multiple different ways, in multiple different fashions. To end on a good note, like I said, started the game very cocky. The Cowboys played a fantastic first half. The ball movement was there. The tempo was right. Three-pointers were falling. All the things that we know that this basketball team can be was happening in that first half. We were watching the ceiling of this team kind of come together. So it's just putting those full 40 minutes together for this Cowboy team because if you if you can play like the Cowboys played in that first half of the game, you're going to go toe-to-toe with every single team in this league. They have to be able to play that for a full 40 minutes, though. And, and that was the crucial thing. And, and I think that was what was so disappointing was how well we played in the, in the first half was so – it's in such contrast to how poorly the Cowboys executed in the second half. It was like watching the Chiefs um, play the Bengals. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put that jab in there, but I had to. So like I said, we know this team's ceiling. We know how good this basketball team can be. Execution is key. Doing it for a full 40 minutes – is huge. It has to happen. I think it will happen. You know, these guys are really <laughs> kind of in uncharted waters right now with the ban and, and all the things that they've had to deal with. There's been a lot of media attention on this Oklahoma State team, especially to start the season right before the season kicked off, finding out from the NCAA that you're not going to be able to play in any postseason games when you were in eighth grade when the infractions happened. So, I understand that mentally this season is is going to be super tough for them. And I think because of that, then we have to be tough as fans. It's not been fun for us either. I still get extremely angry randomly. Like on a Tuesday, Oklahoma State's not even playing. And I'm like, freaking NCAA, like ruined everything. So we have to keep having a positive attitude about it because we, as tough as it is for us, I can't imagine being in the player's shoes, in Mike Boynton's shoes. We know that they are frustrated. I can't, like I said, I can't imagine being in their shoes. But for that reason, we have to keep being supportive, being positive, showing up to Gallagher-Iba Arena, you know, not tearing them down on the internet because of a bad game. So first half of the game, very good. I want to go out on positive note because I love this basketball team and I love Mike Boynton and what he's doing with this basketball team. It's just going to be a tough year. There's going to be some speed bumps for sure. There's still been some really incredible highs for this team this year. So we got to focus on that part and just make it to next season and and figure out life when we're back in the NCAA's radar. Next up, 
how the rest of the Big 12 fared in the SEC Challenge. But first, a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, Cowboy fans, I'm here with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about this. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a ton are making as much as two to $300 a year cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. <sighs> Another segment where we got to face some music. The SEC picked up the second consecutive win for the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Number four, Baylor, and number five, Kansas, were both bested by their SEC opponents, as well as West Virginia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. Meanwhile, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech, and Texas got wins for for the Big 12. So, sucks to go down again to the SEC. I don't like that at all, especially since I believe that the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball. So, I don't even have anything like super profound to say about that. I just don't like losing to the SEC. That's the cut and dry of it. So, we're going to touch on these games from top to bottom, in a stunning turn of events, the unranked Alabama took it to number four Baylor and came away with an 87 to 78 win. Alabama is now five and one against ranked teams this season. Baylor had a winning streak of 36 games against non-conference opponent that dates back to 2019. That was snapped this weekend as well. And by the way, these are all of all of the team ranks are from from the matchup weekend. So Baylor is number eight. Now they just escaped with a win against West Virginia that came down to the wire. But just as a, as a preface, these are last weekends, last Saturday's uh, rankings. Number five, Kansas goes down to number 12, Kentucky. Kansas never got within single digits of the Wildcats in the second half. And the Wildcats led for over 37 minutes of the 40 minute game. Kansas is no stranger to a bad beat. Even some of their best teams have had a bad beat early in the season. Expect them to go back to the drawing board and come back out swinging. I do not envy their next several opponents. Arkansas took it to West Virginia, winning 77-68. In the SEC Challenge, Arkansas is 4-4. Four four. 
They're four and zero at home and zero and four on the road, and they've also and they also never trailed against the Mountaineers on Saturday. So they they came out right away and got it put down just about right as well right away as well. Oklahoma had the misfortune of playing number one ranked Auburn on Saturday, and lost eighty six to sixty eight. Oklahoma did its best to keep up with Auburn. They crawled within three after being down 14 with just 12 minutes left in the second half. But Auburn proved to be too much to handle for Moser and co. on Saturday. That's not a game I envied for the Sooners. I am glad that we didn't draw that matchup, but that was a tough one going into it. So kudos to them for for hanging with them as much as they could. Kansas State couldn't hang with Old Miss, losing 67-56 to and gifting Old Miss their first Big 12 SEC Challenge win. Old Miss is now 1-6 in the challenge play. TCU started Saturday hot for the Big 12. Heading into Saturday after the TCU game, we were looking really good with a win against number 19 LSU. TCU led by as much as 16 in the second half. <laughs> Before the Tigers went on a 20-5 run, cutting the lead to one, LSU was never able to get over that hump, though. TCU needed this bounce-back win after a 23-point loss to Texas last week, and it was, at the very least, an exciting way to start the Big 12 SEC Challenge. So, even if it didn't work out for the Big 12, there was some serious hope heading into the second half of Saturday. Number 23, Iowa State grabbed the game from Missouri 67-50. to as far as I can tell, and that I saw, the Cyclones were not aided by an atrocious offensive goaltending call, but maybe I missed one. Missouri started the second half, missing 10 of their 11 shots, while Iowa State went on a 15-0 run. That is tough to rebound from. Number 13, Texas Tech bested Mississippi State 76-50. to Texas Tech dominated on in every facet of this basketball game. They played fantastic defense. They played great offense. The Red Raiders outscored the Bulldogs 44-16 to in the paint. That's just big, mean basketball. I, I mean, I think when you look at that number on a stat sheet, you're thinking, boy, I bet those are big dudes really taking it to small guys. They just played big, mean basketball. There's no way around that. Unranked Texas took down number 18 Tennessee 52 to 51. The Volunteers climbed a 17-point deficit in the second half to make this a ball game, but ultimately a free throw for Texas with six seconds left sealed the win for the Longhorns. What a return game for Texas coach Rick Barnes and for Texas to go ahead and get that victory at home. Good for them. Good for those four Big 12 teams that were able to get the victory. We are, I'm, I'm already ready for next year's challenge. I just think it's a really fun concept. I don't like losing to SEC, so it makes it an immediate rivalry game for me as soon as it gets scheduled. I, like I said, just really, really enjoyed the idea behind it. So congrats to the SEC, I guess. Uh, I won't be saying anything nice about you for the rest of the year because I just congratulated you. Coming up, a couple of Cowboys already improving their NFL draft stock. But first, a word from one of our sponsors. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. Oh, everybody's favorite thing. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution, which we all know how hard it is to stick to a resolution. Because Built Bar tastes good. 
you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe better than a candy bar, and they are all coated in chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 16 grams of protein. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All-star games are starting, senior bowls are starting, all kinds of very fun things for NFL prospects to partake in so that they can get some NFL eyes on them. So I'm just going to touch on four former Cowboys that I've heard good things about this week that have, uh, in my eyes and in the eyes of a lot of draft analysts, have improved their draft stock based on how they're playing at their all-star games. So... Malcolm Rodriguez, as I suspected, he is going to get reamed for his size. He's currently getting reamed for his size. If he were two inches taller, we wouldn't be having this conversation, I don't think. Unfortunately, that's not the way the cookie crumbled. And he's going to have to prove himself outside of that. Now, luckily, he is at the NFLPA Bowl. He has been playing really well. He's generating a lot of deserved noise, in my opinion. He forced a fumble. Now, the team he forced a fumble from... Ended up recovering the ball, but that's still something that goes down as as a positive on the stat sheet. I still believe someone's going to get an absolute steal with Malcolm Rodriguez on day three of the draft or as an undrafted free agent. He's going to have to prove himself, though, because of his size. Unfortunately, the way the NFL works, they look at the numbers first and everything else afterwards. So once he can prove himself, once he's given the chance to prove himself, I think somebody's going to find out that they really got a steal with him. But it does sound like he is generating some really good conversations about his play right now. Colby Harvell Peel recovered a force fumble at the NFLPA Bowl. He is there with Malcolm Rodriguez. He's raised his stock with his play this weekend. Another player that we know excels at all aspects of the game. It should continue to rise through the rest of the offseason, through pro, pro days, as people get some more eyes on him and he and he gained some more traction in media circles, but he did have a really good NFLPA bowl, so he is getting some conversation started about him, and that's that's huge when you're talking about guys that, that may end up being day three guys or undrafted free agents. If you can if you can drum up some noise about yourself and people are talking about a play, even one play they saw you have, that's that's huge for these guys that are looking for a shot to play in the NFL. Tay Martin, by far the best former uh, last year Cowboy, having the best uh, offseason so far. He is at the Shrine Bowl, been practicing lights out, 
the last three days he has been on everybody's risers. Everybody is saying how much fun it is to watch him play. He's doing all of the things that we know Tay Martin for. Pretty routes, creating massive separation, breaking ankles, attacking the ball at the high point. He hasn't even really had to have that many contested catches because he's just getting away from defensive backs at an insane rate right now. But the noise about Tay Martin has has really grown in the last several days. He seems to be, like I said, of the three I've mentioned so far, his draft stock has been definitely risen the most, and he's been so fun to watch. Everybody that's talked about him has talked about how fun it is to watch him do what he's doing right now. So I think that's great. Again, drumming up the noise and getting people talking about you is huge in this part of of the draft cycle. Now, this is a bonus mention, Jelani Woods. I know Jelani transferred to Virginia in 2020. I'm still infatuated with him. And from a social media standpoint, Oklahoma State fans seem to still be supporting him. So I don't feel that bad for bringing him up. I know we all loved him. He was underutilized at Oklahoma State, in my opinion, in my very humble opinion. I'm no football coach, but he's 6'7". He is a mismatch waiting to happen. He could have been an insane red zone threat. Jelani is also at the Shrine Bowl alongside Oklahoma State wide receiver Tay Martin. They are both having a fantastic showing the last three days. I think that Jelani Woods is going to become a draft analyst crush. All these people that, now if you're a big NFL fan, you see all the mock drafts for your team. If you play fantasy football, you're looking at all the rookies that are coming in. And all these analysts end up with a crush at every position. It's just what happens when you're watching this much tape. I think Jelani Woods is going to become that tight end this season. He's no Kyle Pitts. I'm not saying that at all. Last season, there was rookie tight end Kyle Pitts that everyone was infatuated with. I don't know that that's going to happen, but Jelani Woods is going to get himself a pretty strong fan base, I believe, headed into the 2022 draft. And him... Did I say that right? 2022? I'm still getting used to it. Like I said, him and Tay Martin are both at the Shrine Bowl. They're playing on the same side of the ball. They are an offensive mismatch for all of the defensive backs right now. He's just, he's such a monster and he runs so fast and tackles just bounce off of him. He's so much fun to watch. So he's my honorable mention, our former, former Cowboy. I'll be keeping an eye on any of the Cowboys making noise in the draft circuit, be it good or bad. As we head into rookie eval season, it's just part of my favorite time of the year. I like watching our Cowboys get their chance to succeed at the thing that, you know, they come to Stillwater to refine their craft to get really good at the thing that they want to do for a living. So I just love honing in on that and seeing what they can make of themselves. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets. Hosted by your boy Q, an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page that I'm not very good at keeping up with. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes! Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.